0: Thank you for tuning in to the Royals in Action broadcast today. Your participation means a lot to us. The essence of this program is to educate you on how to apply the Word of God practically to bring about positive outcomes in your daily situations. And joining us for this insightful journey is R.K. Achina. And enlighten the eyes of your understanding to the truths of his kingdom today, amen. Last week, we explored the subject get your fire back and some misconceptions surrounding revival. We discovered that revival does not come from emotions. It comes from the spirit. And your emotional state should not be the basis for deciding if you need revival. This week, we're going to continue to build on that foundation by looking at what revival actually is go with me to isaiah chapter 57 the verse number 15 isaiah 57, verse 15 for the high and exalted one he who inhabits eternity whose name is holy says this i dwell on the high and holy place but also with the contrite and humble in spirit in order to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite underline the phrase to revive the heart of the contrite amen so basically god is saying here that Even though he lives in a high and holy place, he is also a sad and humble people to revive the humble and those whose hearts are broken. Amen. In simple terms, that's the meaning of this verse. Now, let's look at the word revive here. The word revive in this verse is the Hebrew word Hayah, which means to give life or to quicken again. (laughs) In a way, it's more like losing your life, more like experiencing death, and then getting your life back. Before anything else, let me relate this to you. When you read Second Kings, chapter thirteen, verse number twenty to twenty-one, it accurately explains revival. It tells us that after Elisha died and was buried, the people of Israel mourned him, but after his burial, a band of Moabite raiders invaded the country. In the middle of the invasion, some Israelites were also burying a man. So when they saw the enemies coming, which is the Moabites, the Israelites threw the dead man into Elijah's grave and ran for their lives. (laughs) But oh boy, this is the part that always turns me on. But when the body of the man touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood up on his feet. Glory to God. He was made alive again. His life was given back to him. That's what revival means. Hallelujah. When I say death, I'm not talking about losing your breath or ceasing to exist. No, 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 no. That's far from what I'm trying to say. I'm talking about spiritual death, separation from God, and the physical results of that include sickness, depression, fear, shame, poverty, and whatnot. That's what I'm trying to point out. Life, on the other hand, means connection with God. And the outward consequences can be prosperity, (laughs) happiness, health, and well-being. Amen. So, having this in mind, let's return to the Isaiah verse we read a few minutes ago. Isaiah 57, 15. Isaiah chapter 57 15 and I read for the high and exalted one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy, says this I dwell on the high and holy place, but also with the contrite and humble in spirit, in order to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of of the contrite, overcome with sorrow for sin. It's clear from this context that God is referring to a specific type of people. (laughs) Not two sets of people, no. He's talking about contrite and humble people. People who are humble and sad at the same time. And sad that means, the humble people, they are facing some sort of hardship. They are sick, broke, they are unhappy, showing that they have lost the life they had. Is somebody catching this? So God now says in this verse, I will revive them. I will give them life again just so they can be happy again, just so they can be prosperous again, just so they can be healed again, hallelujah. So this is why his word said that if my people shall what humble themselves, and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways then I, the Lord, will hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. Amen. This is what we call revival. (laughs) That's what revival is all about. A time when God gives you life again. A time when you are given a new lease on life and are able to start fresh. Amen. I don't know about you, but if your spiritual passion has dwindled and become like a dying fire, the Holy Spirit is going to restore it today. Oh boy, I don't think you heard me. I said, if your passion for God has faded and you feel like a dying ember, the Holy Spirit will revive you today. Amen. He will ignite your passion for God with an intensity that will shock many. He will ignite your passion for God with an intensity that will shock a lot of people. Your flames will burn with a heat that will be both exhilarating and unbearable, stirring the souls of all who see it with a new sense of purpose. Amen? Amen. Now write it down. Revival? cannot be accomplished without humility. Revival cannot be accomplished without humility. This may seem surprising, right? But it's true. God restores life to only the humble. God restores life to only the humble. Check this out. If my people shall wear, humble themselves humility is a key ingredient in god's recipe for revival in order to achieve revival we must be willing to put our egos aside and see god earnestly through prayer only then can we hope to achieve the revival that we so desperately need A wise man once said, a proud man is always looking down on things and people. And as long as you keep looking down, you are missing things which are above. How true. (laughs) If you're always looking down, you miss out on things like revival, which is above. So take note. You need to be humble to experience revival. Another thing to keep in mind is that revival can be achieved by the Holy Spirit. He is the one who gives life back to people. He is the one who quickens. That's why Jesus said, it is the Spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profited nothing. Oh my God. If you allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life, he will quicken you. He will not just make you more alive and vibrant in your Christian journey, but he will also give you the strength and power to follow God's will for your life. Romans 8 verse 11 says, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit. Who lives in you oh boy the Holy Spirit is gonna bring somebody back to life today that dead fire will be restored today I understand it's not been easy for you and that you may have been through hell and back you might be bitter and broken right now you might be empty and frustrated right now but I have faith that today the holy spirit will revive you he's gonna rain on your desert today he's gonna stir you up and quicken your dead body again today he's gonna set your embers on fire again they shall rise from the ashes and be reborn into the world and oh there will be a rattling a rattling of long dead dry bones they shall come together and the sinews and the flesh shall follow and they shall live again if you believe say amen now that we know what revival is let's see how you can get your fire back The first step to experiencing revival is to be convicted by the Holy Spirit. Revival begins and ends with the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes, He will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment, the Bible says. The Holy Spirit got to arrest you before you can experience revival. Being convicted is when the Holy Spirit gently tells you you've done something wrong or stop doing something right and then shows you where to go instead. That's conviction. Conviction is when you know in your spirit that what you did or are doing isn't right. Conviction and condemnation are two different things, okay? They are two different things. Don't get confused here. While conviction is a gentle rebuke from the Holy Spirit, condemnation is a feeling of guilt after doing something wrong. And that's always from the devil. Conviction says, Sarah, It wasn't good of you to speak to Cynthia rudely like that. Apologize. Condemnation says, Sarah, you spoke ill of Cynthia yesterday. You have sinned against God and his word. You should be ashamed of yourself. You really have an unpleasant character. You are not even worthy, worthy of being called a Christian. If you understand the difference now, let me hear you say amen right so step number one the holy spirit got to convict you he would draw your attention to the wrongdoing. that when you lost your job you stopped praying when you lost your marriage or your loved one you stopped worshiping you stopped typing and that the fire that once burned brightly for god and his kingdom has now only a smothering ember the zeal and enthusiasm all gone and then you're gonna be pierced to the heart just like in Acts chapter 2 when Peter had preached the good news to the people. The verse number 37 says the people were pierced to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brethren, what shall we do? The piercing of the heart will put you in a state of anguish Where you want to know what you can do to make things right. That's when you know in your spirit that you need a fresh fire. I'm pretty sure right now the Holy Spirit is convicting some of you of your need for a revival. Of your need for fresh fire. You know you're feeling stuck in your spiritual walk. Or like you just going through the motions, pretending that everything is alright. The Holy Spirit is convicting you right now that it's time to seek a fresh touch from God. Don't ignore that feeling. Don't ignore that feeling. Step number two, humble yourself and pray. Humble yourself and pray. Again, humility is necessary for revival the scripture says and if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and what pray so with humility go to your knees and ask God to forgive you for not being fired up as you used to I strongly recommend you use a forgiveness scripture to help you with this Prayer without the right scriptures is a dry prayer. Oh, you didn't hear me. I'm saying prayer without the right scriptures is a dry prayer. It has no substance and can barely produce anything for you. But when you use a forgiveness scripture, it will keep you from doubting that God's actually forgiven you. So 1 John 1 verse 9 is a powerful scripture to use here. It says, if you confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive you. After you've done that, you ask the Holy Spirit to bring that lost fire back to life. To make it burn brightly. To make it burn passionately again. And again, use the appropriate scripture. You see, the essence of using scriptures is to remind God of His words just so you can hear it i don't mean god is forgetful but the purpose of saying what his word says is so you can hear it remember faith comes by hearing and without faith it is impossible to please god for he that comes to god must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him amen so here the right scripture to use is isaiah 57 verse 15 which he said he will revive the spirit of the humble and revive the heart of the brokenhearted once you're done thank him for answering your prayer in jesus name amen step number three repent yes I said it (laughs) repent repent in your heart I'm not saying stop sinning for a while in order to receive revival no 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 I'm saying repent the Holy Spirit knows your heart and as soon as he sees you are truly repentant he will stir you up and restore the fire Repentance is not a temporary act. It is a lifestyle change, amen? (laughs) Let's return to the scripture again. And if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways and then what turn from their wicked ways then i will hear them from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land so the revival comes as soon as you turn away from your wicked ways true repentance leads to a restored relationship with god and a new desire to live according to his will amen as soon as you repent in your heart about the things you did to quench the fire then the revival begins only sin can extinguish the fire and this is why forgiveness is a necessary step for revival and I'm completely certain that you are aware of what happened or what you did before you lost that fire. Maybe you put out the fire after you stole from your friend. Maybe after you lied to a sister or a brother or whatever you did, just make sure to turn away from that. And sometimes we quench the fire by ignoring to do what we are supposed to do. So, for example, if we lose a loved one, we instead allow ourselves to be overwhelmed by resentment, overwhelmed by pain and disappointment, to the extent that we get angry at God for allowing such tragedy to occur. That's when we quench the fire. At one point, David experienced a significant loss when everything he had, was taken away from him. His home, his wives, his family, everything was gone. But instead of complaining the Bible says that David found strength in the Lord. That's the right attitude we need to put on as Christians. So those are the ways you can quench the fire. After the Holy Spirit has convicted you of your sin And you have humbled yourself before God, prayed for forgiveness and repented. Revival will flow. Amen. Amen. You will sense the presence of God in a new and powerful way. Trust me. And your life will be transformed and your lifestyle will never be the same again. God richly bless you. Thank you for joining us in this enlightening journey today. Before we wrap up, subscribe to our podcast so you're kept in the loop about our next amazing episodes. To join our community or support our ministry, click the link in the description or visit royalsinaction.org. Until next time, Royals in Action is here to remind you to embrace your destiny as a chosen channel of God's royalty. God bless you.